0: The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio.
1: A very good Tuesday morning to you, February 13th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on this Fat Tuesday. Good morning, Pat. The Lenten fast begins tomorrow, so eat your pancakes today.
2: Mm-mm. Plenty of syrup, butter. I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> oh, it's Fat Tuesday, so you think about those kind of plentiful things, we'll say, to, to eat today, so that way we begin on the feast of St. Valentine's, our Lenten fast. Uh, fast and prayerful times, so uh, it's, good. it's a good, fat Tuesday today.
2: It is. You had a fat weekend, though, didn't you? <laughs> I y- did. Yeah, you you had a lot of fun, and uh, I, I don't think anybody over the weekend, at least between uh, in this room, skipped on the meals uh, getting ready, so we had a fat weekend, not just Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday,
1: I had a fat Friday, fat Saturday, fat Sunday, fat <laughs> Monday, yes, for sure. We and the family, this is our Christmas. Christmas gift that mm-hmm. we do. We just do, a, a, we don't give a lot of stuff away at Christmas time. And then we put all that money towards coming back together at a, at a time in the future, which has been around February awesome. in the last couple of years. And it is a fabulous time. We get together. It was a beautiful mountain house in Rhododendron, ah. is where we stayed this time. Huge. Room for everybody, big projector screen theater downstairs in the basement, big uh, stone fireplace up above. It was even outside. Sounds cool. It was really great. It was really great. And you're right. We ate well. When I have the ability, I wish that I was more planning in my daily life. But when we go to a celebration like that, I mean, I have the list. I schedule the meals. I write down the there recipes. There are armies
2: that are not that well organized. And,
1: and then I, I I purchase everything and we eat. We have it all planned out and it runs smoothly. Now, what for dinner tonight at home? I have no idea. <laughs> having have no idea. Not even sure I'll be cooking anything. But
2: Tuesday tacos.
1: Tuesday tacos. Just, yeah. That seems to go well yeah. on a Fat Tuesday. but here was the big discussion at the table now we got together uh my son's girlfriend her father's a chef brought us a huge tray of homemade cinnamon rolls Mm. now the big discussion at the table was do you eat the cinnamon roll by unrolling it and taking bites, or do you just grab your cinnamon roll and just bite right into through the middle?
2: I don't have a set method. You don't? I don't know. I I sometimes I'll go right like for right for the middle. Uh huh. Or sometimes just kind of eat it, you know, outside in. So there's no set method for me.
1: Okay, Eric, People you have
3: unroll got, their cinnamon rolls? Yeah, you sure, bite it around. Sure, you bite yeah, it around yeah, the edges. Yeah.
1: You know, just like you're un, un like a wheel. What? Yeah.
3: I I understand. It's a little messy that way, too. You get the... Maybe I'm I'm the one who's wrong. I (laughs) eat it with a fork and knife, and I work from one side to the other. OK, yeah, yeah, that's a good that's, that's a, a, a
1: good very method. effective
2: method, very effective, <laughs> yes. nice
1: and clean. But sometimes
3: just, you know, that center part of
2: the, the cinnamon rolls where all the action is.
1: Oh, for sure.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
1: that was it. It did seem that uh, I would not say that eating a cind- cinnamon roll <laughs> falls under gender roles. <laughs> However, it did feel like the ladies of the household were unrolling, you know, because oh. that way it goes into the coffee. Nicely, oh, right? Okay, I and, can see and the that, men I guess, were just yeah. like, especially Christian, he's like, What just you just pop those things in whole, oh, right? That's he okay, they're like okay. little cinnamon roll shooters. <laughs> he's like, Come on, that's the way you do it. So, <laughs> and he- <laughs>
3: This is like a cupcake. Yes, you just it tom- Today in. is
2: Fat Tuesday, as you could tell. Yes. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. We will definitely be fasting tomorrow, so I just want to assure people <laughs> if they're tuning in and going, cinnamon rolls on Catholic Radio. Okay, okay, all right. That,
1: I think that would be an excellent start to this Fat Tuesday, and then yeah, just plan your meals all the way through. Again, eat all your butter eggs. Forget the pancakes. pancakes. (laughs) Tomorrow I'll have some kind of an idea of what we are supposed to eat pancakes with and how. But in fact, I'll be talking about that today. We are entering to this Lenten season. So today is kind of a day of preparation, also called Shrove Tuesday. There is a meaning behind the word shrove. Like what does it translate to? So later in the show, I'm going to let you know. What that means, why it's called Shrove Tuesday.
2: I also know there is a technique. I don't think people do it anymore of shroving, of being shroved, and it's not a good thing.
1: Okay. It's not.
2: Yeah, it's not a good thing to do to someone. Okay. So, yeah. So I can't wait to get into that discussion. All right. And Brother Anselm from the Hilltop up at Mount Angel Abbey, he is going to be joining us with some great Lenten tips. I want to tell you, Brenda, he is packed full of great ideas. I, love it. I was taking notes on this. You might want to, too. Just get a little pad of paper okay. and jot down I some of these ideas. Okay. I got it right here. Ideas great ideas to really go deep this Lent. So Brother Anselm will be along uh, just to, on the other side of the break here uh, to give us that great advice and Parish of the Week.
1: Oh, we've got that announcement mm-hmm. coming up this after this morning, 840. During yeah, this going to be spot. this time around. This will, will be our it? third one. It's, we've had such a great time. Why haven't we been doing this all along?
2: Well, we're doing it now. We're doing it now. Yeah, That's can't what wait matters. To find for out sure. who Sarah is going to pick this time
1: around. So we have got a packed show on this Shrove Tuesday. We'll begin things now with Teresa Peterson and freely, fully, and you are listening to the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: Mm, cinnamon rolls.
4: for you now I come before you now freely Crying now
2: Matre day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That's Teresa Peterson freely and fully. 709, Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend. Glad to have you along on this Fat Tuesday as we get ready to start the Lenten season. And when we come back, some great advice from the hilltop from Brother Anselm on how you can make the most of this Lent after we check that rainy weather forecast. But sunshine today, just ahead at Matre day Radio
3: This is father eric anderson pastor saint stephen's catholic church in portland oregon please join me in praying a morning offering in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen O god in union with the immaculate heart of mary i offer thee the precious blood of jesus from all the altars throughout the world joining with it the offering of my every thought word and action of this day O jesus I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
6: For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at MaterDeiRadio.com.
2: It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the sacred mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will enrich your life. Matrade Radio is also eager to pray for your personal requests through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatradeRadio.com. Or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503 285 3737. That's 503 285 3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and matri Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
3: Seven twelve here at matri Radio. High of 52 and low of 36 today with mostly cloudy skies becoming sunny in the afternoon, but clouds as we head into tonight. There's a dense fog advisory out right now, but it ends at 10 o'clock. After that... It's just going to be sunny through the day into the night. A lovely break from the wet weather.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt for sure. We did get a little bit of snow on Friday when we were at the Mountain House. Uh, government camps seem to have a pretty good base, though, going on when we traveled up there to the Lodge. So not too bad up on the mountain. You're right, though. After we get through this fog, it does look like the sun is going to be shining today. But it's cold out there.
2: It's chilly. 31 degrees on the hilltop at Mount Angel Abbey.
7: That is
1: very <laughs> cold. And it is 33 degrees at the Proto-Cathedral of St. James the greater in Vancouver.
2: We are standing on the precipice of our Lenten observation here at Mater Dei Radio, and we'll go to the hilltop to get some advice on how we can go deeper into the faith during this penitential time before Easter. Joining us today is Brother Anselm Flores. He is a transitional deacon at Mount Angel Abbey. Brother Anselm, it's great to have you with us here this morning. And let's begin with the source material itself. What exactly does Saint Benedict say about observing Lent in his rule?
8: That's a good question, Pat. And actually, he devotes uh, in his rule uh, he devotes one whole chapter uh, to the observance of Lent in the monastery, and it's it's simply titled the observance of Lent. And the first sentence is actually a very striking sentence. He begins, the life of a monk ought to be a continuous Lent. Mm. And um, that might sound a bit difficult or daunting, but he goes on to explain what he means. He says that a monk should approach Lent with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and that the character of Lent should be one of looking forward to Holy Easter with joy and spiritual longing. So uh, for Benedict, even though Lent has the the character of sacrifice, the more predominant theme of Lent for a monk is one of joy and spiritual longing for what he calls, um, for what we're looking toward um, at Holy Easter. And this is really what St. Benedict is aiming towards, is what he says in his second to last chapter. He says, no one is to pursue what he judges better for himself, but instead what he judges better for someone else. Uh, So for St. Benedict, what Lent is supposed to accomplish is it's supposed to be a learning how to love one another in the context of the monastery.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. So how does your monastic life change during the Lenten season in terms of the practice day to day?
8: Yeah that's a that's a good question. Uh one thing one thing that uh all the monks do uh right before Lent is they get a sheet of paper called a bona opera. Um that's Latin for good work. And they're supposed to choose one book that they're going to devote themselves to reading during the entire season of Lent and uh put some spiritual practices so adding some prayer adding some time for meditation, and maybe no snacking or eating, eating no desserts. And what's so beautiful about the Bona Opera is all the monks get it, but all the monks give it to the father of the community. They all give it to the abbot. Uh And what the abbot does is he goes through every single one of them, prays over them, and if he thinks it's fitting for the monk to do what the monk is asking, he signs them and gives it back to the monk. I love that practice because what the abbot is doing is he's taking every individual monk's bona opera and using that as content for his own prayer oh. during the Lenten season. Uh, so that's one thing we do. Another thing we do, uh, is, which is very important in the monastic life, one thing we do is we add, we add more silence uh, to our schedule. So, normally, the monks keep silence during recreation on Friday, but what's added um, is uh, the Wednesday evening. So, we keep silence on Wednesday and Friday. And that's so important during Lent, because part of Lent is learning how to listen to God (laughs) in preparation for Easter. And silence, not only external silence, but what the external silence is supposed to do, is it's supposed to help us cultivate an interior silence, a silence that's peace, but a silence that's actually not an absence, but a presence of the Holy Spirit.
2: Mm. We're visiting with Brother Anselm Flores. He is a transitional deacon at Mount Angel Abbey, talking about how we can go deeper into this Lenten season. And silence Mm. is certainly a way to do that. What is a good technique to create silence in our lives, or at least if we do it on Fridays and Wednesdays, how can we create that silence environment?
8: You know, that's, that's such a good question. And it's so, it's so practical, especially today, because there's just too much noise, um, and that external noise causes internal noise within us. But I think the most important a way to practice silence is you just have to find a place. So you really have to dedicate a place or a corner, a part of your room to a, to a place where you can just stay silent. That's the first thing. The second thing is you have to dedicate time out of the day. Um, if you don't dedicate time, eventually you'll just put it off. So you have to dedicate a place to it, dedicate a time to it, but also really force, force yourself to try to empty your mind of all the distractions of, of our lives, really, and try to focus on God. One way you can do that is pick, pick one psalm during, during the day and just meditate on the psalm, going through it very slowly. And also another thing, while doing that, breathe, l- listen to your breathing because breathing is very helpful in calming our thoughts and our hearts.
2: I love that. You know, I've run into a situation where the more I try to focus on the silence, the more distracted I get. It just seems to be kind of a vicious cycle. But I think that that psalm really could be the key to it.
8: Yeah, that's why, you know, that's why uh, St. Benedict wants the monks, to pray all the psalms, because what that does is we memorize them.
4: Mm.
8: And part of the reason why we memorize them is that so when we encounter silence, what comes up in our thoughts and our hearts is, are the words of the psalm. So the silence is filled with the Word of God. Wow. And that's, that's something that can help, you can say, push away the distracting thoughts that are assailing us every day.
2: I want to tell you, we're very glad you aren't silent today. These are some great ideas, brother. He is brother Anselm Flores, transitional deacon at Mount Angel Abbey, and he's got more great ideas to help us make this the best Lent ever. That's just ahead on The Morning Blend here at Mater Radio.
1: It is 721 here at Mater Day Radio. Us Catholics, we love the pillars of Lent to make it the best Lent ever. That's one of the ways is to recognize we're not the same people we were last year for Lent. We've grown, we've become different people and hopefully through the Hail Mary media app, Mater Day Radio has been there to help you along in your journey. Pat, my mail had kind of piled up a little bit because we were getting ready to go to Mountain House and as I was finishing through it last night there was a letter from Mater Day Radio in my stack of mail cuz we love you oh thank you so much <laughs> i appreciate that and it's talking about our upcoming charathon in yeah. april now the pillars of lent we talk about prayer fasting almsgiving and right. we give to those in need well could you consider a portion of that gift come to Mater day radio and you explain so much about our sherathon and the needs that we have and it's through the generous generous support of our listeners that help get us through but what's special about this pre-shararathon letter and the gifts that we receive is that makes you the match it kind of grows that fun because during that week we're gonna have opportunities to double people's gifts and sometimes people People feel like I don't have much to give, but through growing that fund, well, it doubles their gift. It makes you the match. It allows you to be the person that boosts somebody else's gift. So please open that up, read through it, find out about the ways that Mater Day Radio is preparing for this Lenten season. How you can journey with us all the way through Easter, and if in some way God has blessed you, you have the ability to help uh, support that pre thon fund. You would gladly, gladly, and be so grateful of that gift. So open up your mail, read that full letter. You can also find out all the information about our share at Matardayradio.com and also those Lenten resources on the Hail Mary media app.
5: Support for Matarday Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
9: Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. In our house, we always seem to have too many lights on. Some of my children sleep with closet lights on. Basement lights never seem to get turned off. And car lights even get left on after children exit. If it were up to my children, we would never experience darkness in this house ever. In John 8, 12, it states, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Maybe this is what my children are trying to imply with all these lights being left on everywhere. Keeping a healthy sense of humor and a perspective on what our family needs to improve on is important. Yes, I want them to turn off lights, but more importantly, I want them to know the love of Jesus and know that Christ is the real source of light. So make sure you choose your battles wisely, for when we put small problems in perspective, we can help our children without the pain of nagging and then turning them off into what matters most, our Catholic faith. Eventually, yes, they will learn to conserve energy and follow through with turning off lights. So let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to remember that you are the light of the world. Amen. May we be a light in this world by not keeping our lights on all day, but rather letting you shine through us.
6: Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle connects through AllSource Communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? AllSource Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at AllSourceCommunications.com. That's AllSourceCommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for AllSource Communications, connecting Monterey
10: Radio's Leadership Circle. What do the famous Batmobile, Lovebug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you, and you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at
0: materderadio.com. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at MotterdayRadio.com.
2: 726 at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And the U.S. Senate burning the midnight oil to pass an aid package. We'll tell you more about the details on that just ahead.
1: And if you were going to spend some time with Pope Francis, you best get your best outfit on and comb your hair well, maybe that wasn't the case for the Argentinian president who met with Pope Francis this weekend. I'll tell you about that meeting coming up. Here is Kyle Sincooley, and From the Cross. And we are The Morning Blend right here at Matzor Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
4: Now, bound to have a breakdown There is hope for you
2: Everyday life, that is, Kyle Sincouli, seems appropriate as we get ready for Lent from the cross. It's 7 30.
1: In your news this morning, Pope Francis and the President of Argentina, Javier Millay, spoke briefly at the Vatican on Sunday, the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and the day of the canonization of Amama Antula, the first female saint of the South American country. As the Holy Father greeted the Argentinian President, he asked, Did you get a haircut? (laughs) Millay answered, I tidied it up. Can I give you a hug? To which Pope Francis responded, yes, son, yes, it is nice to see you. Thank you for coming. May God bless you very much. Then addressing the group that accompanied Malay, Pope Francis asked, how's work going? To which the president responded, it takes a lot of ability to handle things because of the roughness of the other side, speaking of his political opposition. And the Pope replied to him, well, God is greater. Malay was received this morning in a private audience by Pope Francis, after which he was scheduled to meet with Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Parolin. Now, if you were to see a picture of their meeting, which you can find online, yes, you might in fact wonder if the president of Argentina owns a comb. He has a wild head of hair.
2: Early this morning, the U.S. Senate passed a $95.3 billion aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, pushing ahead after months of difficult negotiations amid growing political divisions. Dollars provided by the legislation would purchase U.S.-made defense equipment and other assistance for the government in Kiev. In addition, the legislation would provide $14 billion for Israel's war with Hamas, $8 billion for Taiwan and its partners in the Indo-Pacific encounter with China, and $9.2 billion in humanitarian assistance for Gaza. Two Democrats, Oregon Senator Jeff Merkley and Peter Welch of Vermont, as well as U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent, voted against the package. The package also faces a deeply uncertain future in the House, where Speaker Mike Johnson has cast new doubt on its pack- package's passing.
1: Both U.S. Representative Maria Glusenkamp-Perez and U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg looked stunned when they saw the incredible projects completed by students at Vancouver's Cascadia Tech Academy. Perez and Buttigieg visited Cascadia Tech on a Monday afternoon to highlight local career pathways in the skilled trades. Interest in the skilled trades has been declining over the past few years. The application rate for technical jobs such as plumber and electrician dropped by 49% between 2020 and 2022. Now, the construction industry also faces a gap of half a million workers, according to Construction Dive. Following the tour, per, uh, Perez and Budajet visited Laborers International Union of North America Local Three Three Five to speak with members of several local unions. Now, before the visit to Cascadia Tech, there was a tour of the new main terminal at PDX. Very impressive. We are so proud of our airport. Then. Today, they're going to visit the I 5 bridge this morning and speak with local businessmen and residents. Cascadia Tech is where my son is in the uh, Automotive 2 program. There. How about so, that? But he missed that. I, he had an excused day off yesterday.
2: A memorial mass will be held this afternoon for Mary Jo Tully, longtime Chancellor of the Archdiocese of Portland, who passed away on January 27th in Austin, Texas at the age of 86. In 1989, then-Archbishop William Leveda named Tully as the first laywoman chancellor of a U.S. diocese. In 2008, Pope Benedict XVI awarded her a Pro Ecclesia Epontifice Medal, one of the highest honors that can be bestowed on a member of the laity, and the University of Portland awarded Tully an honorary doctorate in 2000. The Memorial Mass will begin at noon in St. Mary Cathedral with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample serving as the main celebrant. Auxiliary Bishop Peter Smith and Priest of the Archdiocese will be con-celebrating and Archbishop Emeritus John Vlasny will give the homily. Mary Jo Tully will be interred in her native Chicago next to her mother.
1: Gresham firefighters are back in their training center after it temporarily closed down due to high radon levels this comes after gresham fire station 75 tested three times the normal levels last month a company came out to test radon levels on february 5th and found them to be two times the amount that the environmental protection agency considers the cutoff points now experts say anything above a Four level raises red flags. Now, radon is a colorless and odorless radioactive gas that naturally comes from rocks and soil in the ground. During last week's closure, two mitigation systems inside the training center were installed. This will allow proper ventilation and the removal of radon underneath the slab of concrete.
2: In sports, well, overnight ratings are in this morning, and the longest Super Bowl game will also go down as the most-watched program in U.S. television history. What? According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, Kansas City's 25-22 overtime win over San Francisco Sunday night averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115. 1 million for kansas city's last play victory over philadelphia and it's a seven percent increase the game was televised by cbs nickelodeon who i watched and univision <laughs> and streamed on paramount plus as well as the nfl's digital platforms but a a big record 123.4 million viewers
1: how was that play-by-play by spongebob
2: <laughs> it was very good and and patrick provided the uh color so that was uh, that really was
1: patrick good. starfish <laughs> i think sky
3: sports in the uk even cover even carried it too how about that so yeah okay. global audience but that's us
2: uh, 123.4 here domestically so wow big that's audience
1: like, uh wow so we streamed it we watched all of it from end to end we probably had about 15 up at mountain house to watch all that so it was a good time good game it, it was Catholic couples and liturgical experts are advising how to observe Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the church's penitential season of Lent leading up to Easter, which falls on St. Valentine's Day, February 14th this year. One is a day of prayer, penance and fasting. The other chocolates and elegant romantic dinners. But Katie Yoder at OSV News say both are actually centered on love. And Julia D'Lezzi, associate director for marriage and family life at the USCCB, said, "The season of Lent is really a reminder to us all about the greatest act of love ever imaginable, which is Christ's suffering and death on the cross. The last time the two days merged took place in 2018. The next occurrence and final one for the 21st century will be 2029." Now, Dolesky recommended that couples consider small acts of love that require a giving of self. She says, if there's anything which demonstrates love beyond the words that we might use to express it, it's an action. And Dolesky drew from the 2024 theme of National Marriage Week USA, Love Beyond Words. Every year, the USCCB celebrates National Marriage Week held February 7th to the 14th in support of marriage and family life. As part of the week, Daleski encouraged couples to consider taking part in an at-home retreat for couples available from the bishop's websites, which she says is a nice prelude to celebrating St. Valentine's Day on Ash Wednesday. I love it. At-home retreat. At-home retreat. I think that's perfect. And light a candle. (laughs)
0: it's time to find out what's going on in our catholic community
3: well the end of this week the sisters of life are coming to town with variety of events throughout the mid willamette valley thursday they're putting on a parish lenten mission in the evening at saint patrick church in portland friday they're visiting the university of oregon campus and putting on a mission at saint alice in eugene in the evening Saturday, they're visiting Oregon State University, and then they will be attending the Life Gala in Portland that evening. And then Sunday, they're putting on a parish Lent mission at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. For more information about these events, and they are a lot, and other events going on to kick off your Lenten season, visit our website, moderndayradio.com, and find it on the Hail Mary Media app. And the Sisters Life are working.
1: Boy, Man, they're getting around they're getting, the area, they really aren't are. they?
2: <laughs> it's like, welcome to Oregon. We're going to put you to work.
1: <laughs> I, I'm sure they are more than happy.
2: Hey, speaking of work, we have got Brother Anselm working for us and supplying some wonderful tips on how we can make this the best lint ever. We'll continue our conversation on the hilltop with Brother Anselm after we check your weather forecast next.
3: Please join me, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers, and other listeners of Modern Day E-Radio as we pray an act of hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O my God, relying on your infinite mercy and promises, I hope to obtain pardon of my sins, the help of your grace, and everlasting life through the merits of Jesus Christ my Lord and Redeemer. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
6: For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us at materdayradio.com and click Prayer or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's
3: 503-285-3737. Jabron Zogby's State Farm agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Day Radio's leadership circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24/7 assistance. Jabron's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Jabron's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Jabron Zogby's State Farm agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com.
5: This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church.
1: Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
3: here at modern day radio high of 52 and low of 36 today is that dense fog advisory is going to end at 10 o'clock with mostly cloudy skies becoming mostly sunny skies today clouds as we head into the nighttime but as for the rest of the week while the rain is going to roll in starting tomorrow snow in the cascades and upper hood river I'm ready for that sunshine. How about
1: you? I I kind of feel like I am today. I'll get my uh, Lenten walk in today, maybe.
2: Right now, onward through the fog, it's 36 in the capital city of Salem at St. Joseph Catholic Church.
1: And it is a chilly 32 degrees at St. Michael's Catholic Church out in Sandy, Oregon.
2: Continuing our interview with Brother Anselm Flores, transitional deacon at Mount Angel Abbey as we get ready for Lent with some effective techniques to help you go deeper into the faith. Brother Anselm was talking before the break about how we can use the Psalms to fill and create silence in our lives. Brother Anselm, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with that rule of St. Benedict talking about the joy of Lent. I mean, nothing is more joyful than the Psalms.
8: Oh yeah. I mean, just imagine if if you're, if the things that are occupying your mind are the scriptural words, that's mm. that's that is the presence of Christ in you, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the joy of the Holy Spirit welling up in you.
2: So the joy of the Holy Spirit. We've got uh, the silence. We've got a good reading that we can pick. What are some other ways that we, as lay people, could live more like a monk during Lent?
8: <laughs> that's another very good question. Uh, Because sometimes uh, people think, oh, that's what the monks do. That's not what we're supposed to do because we're outside in the world. Uh, But another another practical thing uh, that could be helpful other than silence um, is we do this every night in the monastery. Um, And maybe you can incorporate this in your silence, but a daily examine, Mm -hmm. an examination of conscience and a specific examination, because I think. A good examination, a good question to ask in your examination would be, how much have I loved today? Uh, That's a question that I ask myself um, every night in my own exam, how much have I loved today? And I think about all, all the people I encountered during the day, and I think about of the love I've tried to show them, and also the times where I failed to show love in the moments that really required it. Uh, So that's, that's just another thing I I would suggest um, uh, every night, just think about that question. How have I loved today? And then think about the people you encountered during the day.
2: That is a amazing thing to add to the examine.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. How do you actually do your examine or, or when do you do it? Because I have to mm-hmm. tell you, sometimes I'll fall asleep in the middle of my exam. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think maybe I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
8: that's that's another good question. Um, I I do it I do it really right before I sleep. But but the most important thing I think is not to not to keep it too long. Mm. So um, I usually do my exam, and it only lasts about seven minutes. So, seven minutes, and what helps me stay awake is um usually I kneel or if that's if that's um it's, if that's not really helping, I stand up oh. I stand up and look at an icon of Christ, and that's when i when I ask myself the question how much have I loved today? What have I done today
2: Brother Anselm, you were just packing this segment with great nuggets of wisdom here. This is fantastic yeah. I know this is going to be a special Lent for you, because this will be your first Lent as a transitional deacon. Mm-hmm. Do you think
8: that's going to change things up a little bit for you? Yeah, you know, I, I think so. <laughs> and p- part of it is, um, so not only will I be serving at the liturgies, of course, um, during the Lenten season, which I've already been doing as a deacon, but one thing that I'm looking forward to um, during Lent is the exalted um, during the Holy Triduum, uh, because the deacon will be singing that. And so part of my joy and preparation during Lent is to prepare to sing the words uh, of the exalted, the Easter proclamation. Basically, we're calling the whole creation, the deacon calls the whole creation to worship and glorify God.
2: Oh, that's beautiful. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, Brother Anselm, we will be praying for you through this Lenten season and for that big exultant moment. Mm -hmm. So can you close us with your blessing as we wrap this up this morning?
8: Oh, sure. Uh, In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. All merciful Father, as we prepare for the holy season of Lent, In preparation and looking forward to the joy of Easter, send down your Spirit and strengthen us as we learn every day to better love you and to love our brothers and sisters. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
2: Amen. Amen. Brother Anselm, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the great advice. This is really going to be helpful as we go deep and try to go closer to the Lord during this Lent. Thank you again.
8: Yes, thank you. I'm happy to be with you.
2: He is happy, and he is Brother Anselm Flores, transitional deacon at Mount Angel Abbey. Some great advice to help us make this the best Lent ever. I'm sure you're going to want to go back and listen to this interview again. Maybe take some good notes to help you with your Lenten journey and getting ready for Easter. Perhaps you want to share it with others. And you can find a podcast of this interview on the Hail Mary Media app and at MaterDayRadio.com. It is
1: 749 here at Matarday Radio. You know what I couldn't help but here in Brother Anselm's voice, he is entering into this Lenten season with joy. I mean, he, there is a, a real excitement about living this season of Lent. I think that's really incredible. Usually you think about, oh, I'm suffering, I'm giving up, I'm uncomfortable, I'm you know spending more time in prayer. But your brother Anselm's like, bring it on! This is going to be amazing.
2: I learned so much from talking to him from that Bona Oprah that we can all do. Mm-hmm. But that is like, what am I going to do for Lent? What am I going to read? And what what am, what am I going to do in terms of the of the three pillars? You know, the the prayer, the alms giving, and and really, you know, putting that on paper and praying about that. I really learned a lot from that. And then as a transitional deacon, he is going to do the exultant at the Easter mass. Oh. So he's he's got a lot to look forward to. That is really, you know, so powerful. That so.
1: beautiful chant to the Easter candle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is just really incredible. Again, embracing all of this with joy and i imagine that some of his lenten practices might include a little bit of time with the choir director in helping him get all of that chant put together cuz it's a long one for it sure is. Well, what we're also excited about coming up in just about an hour, actually less than an hour, Sarah Kenzie, our digital disciple will be joining us for Parish of the Week. Last week, I was so excited to be able to talk with the principal and the pastor at Our Lady of Lords ahead of that beautiful feast of Our Lady of Lords on Sunday. Well, we've got a new announcement coming up. And uh, I would just say that I, I believe this would be a great parish to pilgrim. Pilgrimage to, to to mm. come to this parish maybe mm. at least once during this Lenten so you know. season. I I have uh, I have an idea. Yep, oh, I do I'm know have to work it out. I am yet. look like Mother Teresa. I'm going to cross <laughs> oh. my lips. You are not going to find out from me who that parish. So Eight forty until the proper time. Okay. That's right. right. We're going to find out. I won't
2: bug you about it. So who it's, is it?
1: No, I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say. I can't okay. do it because if I did, then I'd have to go to confession.
2: Okay. Uh. <laughs> No, I don't think that qualifies, but
1: nonetheless, it's coming up. And again, we've had such a great time. So who will the parish of the week be? We're going to have to stick around to find out at Mater Radio.
5: Support for Mater Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist. Online at biancodentistry.com or 503 252 1722. That's 503 252 1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern
0: Day Radio. KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at ModernDayRadio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak.
11: Aloha, this is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with another Deep Virtue segment. We're uh, coming to you from Waikiki Beach. You know, as an athlete, uh, one of the things that we have to be careful about is watch what we eat. There's a saying, you are what you eat. Well, as Catholics, uh, we're, we're athletes for Christ. We're in training to win that great prize. And we need to watch what we eat. One of the great blessings we have in the church is the daily mass. Uh, if you go to mass you have the first part of the mass is the Liturgy of the word and the second half is the Liturgy of the Eucharist well the first half is the bread of the Word of God and the second half is the bread of the body and blood of Jesus Christ so if you go to mass every day and and you do that for three years you'll have gone through almost all of Scripture even a lot of the parts of the Bible that a lot of places people would never turn to or, or read but still are the Word of God and should be, uh, uh, you know, cared for. If you can't go to daily Mass, you can receive uh, those daily scripture verses on Laudate, the app that you can download, or there's a Universalis app as well. But I recommend that you read the the daily uh, scriptures every day. Make that, Incorporate that and make that a part of your life. May, maybe at lunchtime, You'll sit down and read those readings if you haven't been able to go to Mass that day. And let the Scriptures read you. It's not just that you are reading the Scriptures. Let those Scriptures read you and, and open, to in, open up like a mirror what's in your heart and let God speak to you. So spend time. Be careful what you eat. And one of the best things you can eat is the Word of God. The Bible says that we will be transformed by the renewing of, my, by the renewing of our minds. So spending time in the Word will help us go deeper with God. This is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue segment from deepadventure.com.
0: Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com.
12: Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com.
6: Mater Dei Radio is pleased to welcome Father Mike Schmitz to our broadcast family. Catechism in a Year with me, Father
2: Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith, as we journey together toward our Heavenly Home.
6: Tune in to Catechism in a Year every night at 11, right here on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Monterey Radio.
2: 756 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And if you are a licensed driver in Multnomah County, odds are good the tags on your vehicle are expired. Yes, we'll tell you more about that <laughs> just ahead in news.
1: And marine biologists heading to the coast of Oregon to find out what killed a fin whale. That on shore. The next question is, how are they going to get the 75-foot animal off the beach? (laughs) I have a feeling they may have a way that they are going to maybe take from the past lesson. I'll tell you about that story coming up right after Awaken the Saint.
13: Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. I was playing a game of chess with my husband the other night and I started the game with a common opening I usually default to. He then moves a piece, I randomly move my pieces around thinking just one move ahead. Then it gets to about halfway through the game when I stop thinking and just move pieces, hoping for the best outcome. It's about this time that I begin spiraling out of control and when I look down at the board I realize the only pieces on my side are my king and his knight, rook and queen. This is how I imagine the life of today's saint felt until her conversion later in her life. Agostina Camusi was born in 1435 to a wealthy Milan doctor. Her family was well-respected and well-known. At a very young age, she fell head over heels in love with a stonecutter. They ran away together against her parents' wishes and were quickly married. The two crazy young lovers imagined growing old together, but sadly, that dream wouldn't become a reality. Before she knew it. Agostina was a young widow from tragic circumstances. Out of grief, she became the mistress of a Milanese soldier and bore her one and only son. Unfortunately again, her son didn't get to live past infancy, and Agostina was thrown back into a world of grief. She finally settled down with a farmer and married for a second time, only to have him killed as well by a rival who was jealous for Agustina's affection. It was finally at this moment that the twice-widowed woman was forced to step back and wonder how her life had gone so wrong so quickly. How had her life gotten so out of hand, spiraling out of control, where had she gone wrong? What could she have possibly do to see the light at the end of so much pain, so much suffering, so many moments of darkness, and she was only 25. It was at that moment that she had a conversion of heart and found her comfort in our Lord, the one true spouse. She decided to join the Order of St. Augustine, someone she could relate her story to, and assumed the religious name Christina. She regularly began offering penance for her past and sewed herself a habit out of rags and cloth. She began to not only receive healing, but also provide healing. Her miraculous healings eventually landed her in Spoleto, where she continued her life of penance, merciful service, and prayer. It was there that she intended to make a pilgrimage to Assisi, Rome, and end in Jerusalem, when she fell gravely ill and died in 1458. Her story began attracting attention until in 1834, Pope Gregory XVI approved of her beatification. When her remains were uncovered, they found her teeth and thorax still intact, but the rest of her organs were completely gone. Blessed Christina learned the hard way that what we think can bring us peace and joy in this world won't always deliver like we expect. When we place our happiness in others, there will come a time when they're no longer with us and we're left completely empty. But when we first love Christ and focus our efforts on knowing Him, then the true healing and joy will overflow more fully into love for our neighbors and those closest to us. May we come to love our brothers and sisters through the heart of Christ. Blessed Christina of Spoleto, pray for us.
1: And you are listening to Awaken the Saint. And you can find out more information about the lives of the saints. Also access all of our Lenten resources by downloading today the free Hail Mary media app. And you can find all those details and more at Matardayradio.com. It's 8 (laughs) o'clock.
2: Out of the 1 million vehicles registered in Portland, there are an estimated 460,000 that are eligible for renewal, according to Portland Bureau of Transportation Director Millicent Williams p is looking for ways to make up some of the $32 million budget shortfall. One of those ways is enforcement of parking and license tags. City parking patrols have the authority to hand out a ticket for expired tags, and they're going to step up that process now. They also want approval from Portland City Council to raise the parking meter rates 20 cents an hour and put a surcharge on meter payments by credit card. Thursday, Peabot will submit its budget request to the City Council, and it's possible all of these measures could be in place
1: by May. All right, so better go out and check your plates and make sure that sticker is up to date. Well, Pope Francis on Tuesday appointed Father James Ruggieri as the new Bishop of Portland, Maine. The Vatican announced February 13th that the 56-year-old priest from Providence, Rhode Island will be ordained as the Bishop of Maine's only diocese. He succeeds Bishop Robert Dealey, who has led the Portland Diocese for the past decade. Dealey will turn 78 years old in June. Father Bernard Healy, a fellow priest in the Rhode Island diocese, has described Father Ruggieri as a model priest who provides a voice for justice on behalf of the unborn, the immigrant, the refugee and the poorest of the poor. Now, Ruggieri is a native of Providence where he is known for feeding the homeless each week from an old food truck decorated with images of Mother Teresa and St. John Paul II. He will be consecrated and installed as the 13th Bishop of Portland, Maine in a mass on May 7th in Maine's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception.
2: The National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, in Portland, Oregon, is celebrating its centennial with events planned throughout the year, including its 100 Coats for 100 Years Coat Drive. You can bring your donations to the bins in the foyer of the Chapel of Mary at the Grotto throughout the month of February, or drop off the coats in the Grotto's parking lot tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. in celebration of Ash Wednesday. The grotto's executive director, Chris Blanchard, describes the goals of this service project.
0: You can bring winter coats for men and women to the grotto, and those coats, as we collect them, we're trying to get 100 coats. In in my perfect world, we get 100 women's coats, 100 men's coats, and the men's coats will be going to Blanchet House, the women's coats will be going to Rose Haven Women's Shelter, uh, and so we're excited to be helping out those two wonderful, wonderful organizations.
2: Spanning 54 acres of forest and garden space in the middle of Portland, the grotto has over 350,000 visitors every year.
1: A dead whale washed up along the Oregon coast on Monday morning, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. KGW reported the National uh Administration confirmed that a dead fin whale washed up on Sunset Beach in Warrenton, Oregon near Astoria. Although it's unclear as to exactly when the whale washed up along the beach, it is believed to have been m- very early on Monday morning. The NOAA said it's planning to perform a necropsy on Tuesday that's similar to an autopsy on hum- humans that allow researchers to determine the cause of death and learn more about the whale. Fin whales are the second largest whale species on earth, with the first being a blue whale. According to Noah, the name fin whale comes from an easy to spot fin on its back near the tail. Fin whales weigh between 40 and 80 tons, ranging from 75 to 85 feet with a lifespan of 80 to 90 years. This, uh, they didn't explain exactly. They haven't gotten all of the measurements from this whale. There are some pictures of it online. It's a big whale. It is a very big whale. So they'll determine how it died, take its measurements, and then uh, not too sure what they're going to do, but I don't think they'll be uh, using the past, uh, we'll say, uh, resources that they had used to try to get rid of it uh, like they did in Florence. No dynamite this time. No blow it Warrington.
2: up. Warrington. That's that's unusual because Warrington is actually inside the mouth of the Columbia. It's not necessarily on the coast itself. Right. I mean, I guess it. it's right there, but, but it's it's. I more consider that kind of the Columbia right there. So. It, it's
1: just because it is south of Astoria. you yeah. go Oh, and there's not much to Warrenton, and the beaches are maybe a little isolated, but uh, this uh, whale man, maybe in one of the high tides or something, sure. managed to make it up to the beach.
2: Okay. In sports, this is a story we missed because we were, we were out, but I, I had to mention this because it, it, it's the end of an era. After 20 seasons leading the Rams, Central Catholic High School head football coach Steve Pine is going to step down and head across the river to begin coaching at Union High School in Vancouver. Pine, who guided the Central Catholic program since 2003, finished with an amazing record, 196-54. and 54. That's 78% wow. winning percentage. He won 14 Mount Hood Conference Championships, advanced to 13 state quarterfinals, eight semifinals, and appeared in the 6A state championship game six times, winning five of those. Pine coached 11 All-Americans, winning Mount Hood Coach of the Year six times and the Oregon Athletic Coaches Association Coach of the Year four times. Steve Pine going to Union High School in Vancouver now. He lives in Vancouver, so it kind of makes sense. The commute will be
1: easier. Of course, everybody on the north side of the river know uh, that's a powerhouse of a school, Union High School, for sure. So uh, best wishes and uh, maybe uh, a few wins there for them. We'll root for them.
2: Yeah, we'll be rooting for you, Coach Pine.
1: While many are familiar with the food aspects of Fat Tuesday, originally it was designed to be a day to confess sins and spiritually prepare for Lent. A 19th century writer in his book, The Liturgical Class Book, briefly explains the history of this day before Ash Wednesday. And it says this day before Ash Wednesday is generally called Shrove Tuesday, a name given to it from the old Saxon words, strive or shrift or shrove, which signifies to confess. It's being a constant custom among Roman Catholics to confess their sins on this day in order to receive the blessed sacrament and thereby qualify themselves for a more religious observant of the holy season of Lent immediately ensuing. So this was the primary practice of Catholic Church for centuries until Carnival took over in popularity. Then it became much more about feasting on the last day before the Lenten fast. Confession, though, remains an integral part of Lent as it is a way to break free from the chains of sin and rejoice in the freedom of virtue. So if you are looking for a way to prepare yourself for Lent on this last day before the season, see if your local parish has confession and prepare your hearts to receive the many graces of Lent, then have some pancakes or at least a great dessert. But remember, no gluttony. Don't overdo it because, well, then you're just going to have to go back to confession.
2: And it's also a great day to celebrate the holy face of Jesus as well. I've read about that tradition associated with uh, Fat Tuesday. So wonderful.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community.
3: Well, this Saturday, turbocharge your Lent with nocturnal adoration at Holy Rosary Church. Join the Nocturnal Adoration Society members from all over the Portland metro area in this time of prayer before Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, beginning with the rosary at 7 o'clock and then closing with antiphonal prayer and readings until 8.30 for these and more Lenten events check our website, moderndayradio.com, or find the entire calendar on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, a little fog
2: out there right now, but the sunshine is coming, and so is Father Sean Weeks of St. Pius X 10th Parish. He's got our homily highlight just ahead after we check
5: weather next at Mater Day Radio. online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning.
3: Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, Inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am, order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ my Lord, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless.
6: For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail
2: Mary Media app. At Mater Dei Radio, we constantly strive to be an inspiring source of faith and hope. Sharing the light of Christ restores us individually and also provides a powerful catalyst to revive the heart of our community. Join Mother Radio in this crucial mission of leading souls to Jesus and bringing a spirit of renewal into the culture. Mark your calendar for April 8th through 12th to renew your hope during Mater Radio's 2024 Spring Sherathon. It's going to be a week of transformation, and you can be a major part of it by helping us build a strong matching fund for the event. Your support now will have a deep impact on our success in April by providing strong encouragement for our Sherathon listeners to match your prayerful generosity. Curiosity. To learn more and make your matching gift, go now to MatridRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and renew your hope during our 2024 Spring Charathon at Matreday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
3: 8-11 here at Day Radio. High of 52 and low of 36 today as it's foggy up here at the station, but that should burn off by about 10 this morning. It's going to be partly cloudy, then partly sunny as we head into the evening hours. The night should be cloudy. Cascades and Upper Hood River, 1 to 2 feet of snow towards the end of the week. Just rain for the rest of us though, as that rain won't let up until Friday.
1: Currently, it is 36 degrees at St. Pius X Catholic Church here in Portland.
3: And it is 36 degrees
2: in Sandy at St. Michael Catholic Church.
0: Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio.
1: And speaking of St. Pius X Catholic Church, here is their pastor, Father Sean Weeks, with today's Homily Highlight.
14: The beautiful part in this gospel that this leper doesn't scream out unclean, unclean. He's aware of his uncleanness. He's fully aware of his infirmity. And his approach isn't as the dictates of the law give him. He just goes to his knees before the Lord and makes the statement, if you will it, I can be made clean. And Jesus, far from moving away from him, moves towards him and touches him. I do will it, be made clean. And one of the things that is really strange in this gospel passage is we have a trading of places. Jesus, who is currently able to move through the towns pretty easily because of this man's inability to keep the story of his cleansing, his healing to himself. Jesus is now no longer able to move around freely in the public squares. He now is the one that is, has to go outside of the camp And this man, who was unclean, moves into telling his story about the one, about this Jesus who touched me and healed me and made me clean. His story is so powerful that it drives people from inside of the camp and from many other places to go seek him in the deserted places for their own particular healings. I believe this year, 2024, Lent, it's coming up on Wednesday, is a time where we need to see ourselves with our leprosy, whatever that is that afflicts us, whatever that is that has made us unclean or we see is unclean or out of, or out of perfection. We, I want us to sit there and kind of have that sense, not like we kind of get accustomed to doing in today's world which is to identify ourselves with our with our ailments you know it's like okay i'm I, i'm addicted to this i'm addicted to that i'm a, so i am an addicted person i'm 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 filled with pride i'm, I'm a prideful person whatever it is you know I'm, I'm just i'm so i i can't change you know i i, I overeat i do all of these things I spend way too much time on social media. I care way too much about my body and how it looks and how I'm perceived. Whatever that is that we know to be kind of overdone, and however we want to sit there, we ever find ourselves with listening to that inside voice saying that we might not scream out today that I'm unclean and unclean. But I certainly know it and sometimes I feel like everyone can see it and I should be avoided. That's the work of the evil one. If we identify with the ailment, I'm an addicted person, I eat too much, I'm ugly. I'm this, I'm that. Jesus wants to have us know at the deepest level of our being. He wants us to come to know during this Lent. Know who you are is my beloved son. Who you are is my beloved daughter. And I am for you. I will that you be clean. I want you to be different. And it's that, you know, desire in us. I want at the end of Lent, at the celebration of Holy Easter on Resurrection Sunday, I want to have experienced an encounter that has made me different. And so, the homework that I kind of have for everybody this 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 Sunday, because we have a couple days left, Catholics we love to tell our stories about Lent. We love to tell everybody we're probably asking each other right now, what are you going to give up? What are you going to do for Lent? Right? How bad are you going to suffer for Lent? You know, I'm I, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna kick your ear in. I'm gonna suffer more than you. I'm going to do something so much harder than you that you're just going to, wow, he's holy. Don't do any of that. Don't do any of it. That's our plan. That would be our plan for Lent. What I want to engage is God's plan for my Lent. And so I want to spend the next two days praying and really asking the Lord, Lord, what is it and where is it in me that you want to make clean? What is that part of my life that you want to touch and heal? And just listen and pay attention to how God moves your heart. And let's pray that God can be the architect of this year's Lent. Because I know this so well, but I always forget his plan is way better than my plan. What does it look like? And I think Paul's letter to the Corinthians can just set a desire, set an image. In today's collect for the Mass, we prayed, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace, so to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Have we forgotten that Jesus wants To dwell in us. He wants to dwell in us. Lent is about cleaning his house so that he can dwell in us. He does the cleaning, so we do the inviting. We have parts of our life that are in trouble. But in Lent, I turn to you, Lord, in time of trouble, and you fill me with the joy of salvation. That's not often connected to Lent. Joy. Joy. We are called for joy and salvation during this season. And in Paul's letter, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. How is God going to shape and construct and be the architect of your Lent if it's not just turning your heart more and more towards God? Avoid giving offense, whether to Jews or Greeks or the church. We're going to maybe avoid giving some offense. Really working that I don't want to live for my own self, but for the many. I want to be good for the many. Paul tries to please everyone in every way. that they may be saved. And so be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Don't be imitators of me and how I'm not like Christ. Be imitators of me of when I am like Christ. And however God can be the architect to help us be those people, then I can be different you can be different. I need to decrease and he needs to increase. I need to decrease to such a level to where what is, what is able to increase in me is a blazing fire of faith, of love, of someone who wants to do good for the many, someone who images joy of salvation. The Lord is asking for permission to be the architect of the year 2024's Lent. His plan is better than your plan.
1: And that is today's homily highlight from Father Sean Weeks. He is the pastor at St. Pius the Tenth Catholic Church in Portland. You can listen to that homily again or any of our great locally produced shows. Just head over to radio.com You can find all of our podcasts there. You can also access, access them on the Hail Mary media app.
5: Support for Day Radio comes from our leadership circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist.
3: Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio.
2: Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day.
3: I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year mornings Monday through Saturday at six thirty and Sundays at seven, right here on Modern Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
0: The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary.
2: 825 at Mater Day Radio, and Archbishop Alexander Sample, Auxiliary Bishop Peter Smith, and Bishop Emeritus John Blasny will be getting together this afternoon to celebrate the life of Mary Jo Tully. We'll tell you more about that special Eucharistic celebration just ahead in news.
1: And if you're heading to the Vatican to meet Pope Francis, you want to make sure you get a haircut first. (laughs) President of Argentina maybe should have uh, taken a little bit of a warning before he went into the Vatican. I'll have that story for you also right after Hearts One Stone by Tori Harris. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio.
2: Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Tori Harris, Hearts once Stone. It's 830.
1: Pope Francis and the President of Argentina, Javier Malay, spoke briefly at the Vatican on Sunday, the Feast of Our Lady of Lourdes, and the day of the canonization of Mama Antula, the first female saint of the South American country. As the Holy Father greeted the Argentinian president, he asked, Did you get a haircut? (laughs) Malay answered, I tidied it up. Can you give me a hug? To which the father responded, yes, son. Yes. Nice to see you. Thank you for coming. May God bless you very much. Then addressing the group that accompanied Malay, Pope Francis asked, how is your work going? To which the president responded, it takes a lot of ability to handle things because of the roughness of the other side. Speaking of his political opposition, to which the pope said, well, God is greater. President Malay was received. Uh, in a private audience by Pope Francis, after which he was scheduled to meet with the Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Parolin. And if you look at video and pictures from their meeting, you could see why Pope Francis may have asked about his haircut. The President of Argentina has a wild head of hair. At
2: least he has hair. <laughs> That's good. There you go. <laughs> the Senate early this morning passed a 95.3 billion dollar aid package for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan pushing ahead after months of difficult negotiations and growing political divisions. Dollars provided by the legislation would purchase U.S.-made defense equipment and other assistance for the government in Kiev. In addition, legislation would provide $14 billion for Israel's war with Hamas, $8 billion for Taiwan and partners in the Indo-Pacific to counter China, and $9.2 billion in humanitarian assistance for Gaza. Two Democrats, Senator Jeff Merkley of Oregon and Peter Welch of Vermont, as well as Senator Bernie Sanders, an independent, voted against it. The package faces a deeply uncertain future in the House, where Speaker Mike Johnson has cast new doubt on if the package will ever be passed.
1: Both U.S. Representative Marie Glusenkamp-Perez and U.S. Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg looked amazed when they saw the projects completed by students at Cascadia Tech Academy in Vancouver. Perez and Buttigieg visited Cascadia Tech on Monday afternoon to highlight local career paths in the skilled trades. Interest in skilled trades has been declining over the past few years. The application rate for technical jobs such as plumber and electrician dropped by 49% between 2020 and 2022. The construction industry faces a gap of half a million workers, according to Construction Dive. Now, following the tour, Perez and Buttigieg visited local labor unions to speak with members. Now, before the visit to Cascadia Tech, there was a tour of the new main terminal at PDX. They will visit the Interstate 5 bridge this morning and speak with other local businesses and residents.
2: A Memorial Mass will be held this afternoon for Mary Jo Tolley, longtime Chancellor for the Archdiocese of Portland, who passed away on January 27th in Austin, Texas at the age of 86. In 1989, then-Archbishop William Levada named Tully as the first laywoman chancellor for a U.S. diocese. In 2008, Pope Benedict XVI awarded her a Plo Ecclesia Epotiphus Medal, one of the highest honors ever bestowed upon the laity. And the University of Portland awarded Tully an honorary doctorate in 2000. The memorial mass will begin at noon in St. Mary Cathedral, with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample serving as the main celebrant. Auxiliary Bishop Peter Smith and priest of the Archdiocese will be con-celebrating, and Archbishop Emeritus John Blasney will give the homily. Mary Jo Tully will be interred in her native Chicago next to her mother.
1: Gresham firefighters are back in their training center after it temporarily closed down due to high radon levels. This comes after Gresham Fire Station 75 tested three times the normal levels last month company came out to test radon levels on February 5th and found them to be two times the amount that the Environmental Protection Agency considers the cutoff point. Now, Radon is a colorless and odorless radioactive gas that naturally comes from rocks and soil in the ground. During last week's closure, two mitigation systems inside the training center were installed. This will allow for proper ventilation and the removal of radon underneath the slab of concrete.
2: And in sports, the longest Super Bowl game in history will also go down as the most-watched program in U.S. television history. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, Kansas City's 25-22 overtime win over San Francisco Sunday night Average 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115.1 million for Kansas City's win over Philadelphia, nearly a 7% increase. The game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision and streamed on Paramount Plus as well as the NFL's digital platform. That's domestic viewership, 123.4 million. So wow, you, you got to estimate it's probably another hundred million around the world to watch the game. So yeah. that was a lot of a lot people. Of eyeballs.
1: I watched the game. I watched uh, most of the commercials and uh, I would have to say there was a... Uh, um, Donut.
2: what uh, um Oh, Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, made me
1: <laughs> chuckle a little bit to watch that uh that commercial and uh, so it was a uh, it was a good game though but there were some uh uh just some hurt uh, hurt prides in our household because <sighs> we were pulling for those 49ers. So Good game, though.
2: Don't ever go against Patrick Mahomes.
1: I just have a feeling after watching the game, (laughs) there's a good possibility that could be a repeat again next year. I think we've got some top teams, and there's no sign of them slowing down, I think, for next season.
2: As a Cowboy fan, that that pains me, but I think you might be right.
1: Well, Catholic couples and liturgical experts are advising how to observe Ash Wednesday, the beginning of the church's penitential season of Lent leading up to Easter, which falls on St. Valentine's Day, February 4th this year. One is a day of prayer, penance, and fasting. The other... Well, chocolates and elegant romantic dinners. But Katie Yoder of OSV News say both are actually centered on love. In fact, Julia Delesky, uh, Associate Professor for Marriage and Family Life at the USCCB said, the season of Lent is really a reminder to us all about the greatest act of love ever imaginable, which is Christ's suffering and death on the cross. The last time these two days merged took place in 2018. And the next occurrence, well, it's going to be the last one for the 21st century coming up in 2029. dileski recommended that couples consider small acts of love that require giving of self. She said, if there's anything which demonstrates love beyond the words that we might use to express it, action, she said. Dolesky drew from the 2024 theme of National Marriage Week USA of love beyond words. Every year, the USCC celebrates National Marriage Week in support of a marriage and family life. And as part of the week, Delesky encouraged couples to consider taking part in an at-home retreat for couples available at the Bishop's website, which she called a nice Prelude to celebrating St. Valentine's Day on Ash Wednesday.
0: It's time to find out what's going on in our
3: Catholic community. Well, today and tomorrow, and all through this month, the coat collection at the Grotto 100 coats for 100 years. Specifically, tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, they will have a parking lot coat drop so you can pull into the parking lot and drop off your new or gently used coats, men's, women's, and children's coats. All through the month of February, we would love to support the Grotto in their continued mission of serving the local Catholic community. And for more events in the local Catholic community, go online to moderndayradio.com or find our entire community calendar on the Hail Mary media app.
2: Definitely coat weather out there. It's chilly, but Mm -hmm. this afternoon, I don't think you're going to need a coat. It's going to be beautiful. And then the rain comes. We'll check the weather next and Parish of the Week. Sarah Kinsey joins us for Tech Tuesday next at Mater Dei Radio
15: Christopher Minutes. thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Aldo Amenta broke his neck in a diving accident and was left a quadriplegic seemingly for life. But when the Florida International University student graduated with a degree in electrical engineering, he was able to walk across the stage to accept his diploma. Rehabilitation and physical therapy had helped him make progress in regaining minor use of his limbs and an exoskeleton did the rest. The device, which contains motors and levers, was attached to the lower half of Amenta's body, allowing him to take slow but steady steps across the stage. He told CBS News, even if you find yourself in a really dark place, there's always a little light that will shine your way through to succeed. This message was brought to you by The Christophers. Thanks for listening and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness
12: rosary center in portland needs your help to make rosaries the rosary making group meets the second tuesday of the month at 10 a.m at Holy Rosary Church at 3rd Avenue and Clackamas Street in Northeast Portland. Volunteer rosary making information is available from Ray at 503-659-4920. That's 503-659-4920. The Rosary Center at Holy Rosary Church in Northeast Portland.
10: Time and again, we hear from grateful listeners who tell us their faith lives have been nourished by Mater Day Radio. We hope these wonderful testaments to our spirit-filled broadcast never cease. You can help ensure the future of our broadcast by naming Mater Day Radio as a beneficiary in your will or other forms of estate planning. By leaving a legacy to Mater Day Radio, you are supporting a gospel message of prayer and hope heard by thousands of listeners every day. Learn more about our estate planning options
3: at materderadio.com. It is 8:42 at Metro Day Radio. High of 52 and low of 36 today, with mostly cloudy skies and all those clouds that are lingering on the valley floor in the Farm of fog. That should end at about 10 o'clock. One to two feet of snow in the Cascades. Looking like this week, rain for the rest of us until Friday.
1: Currently, it is 38 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver.
2: And it's 36 degrees waiting on the sunshine in Venita at St. Catherine Catholic Church.
1: Well, the one uh, person who just came in out of the fog, it is our digital media manager, also known as our digital disciple. Sarah Kenzie is joining us. Good morning, Sarah. We are really excited about having you in on Tuesday mornings because we know the big announcement for Parish of the Week is going to be happening. And I spoke about this in the beginning of our show today. I think this parish would make an excellent choice and opportunity during this Lenten season to make a mini pilgrimage because we should all have gone at least one time who is to it? this
7: parish. Good morning. Well, I'm happy to be here. Um, so are we ready to find out who it is? Yeah, yeah. All right. So this week's parish is St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception.
15: Ooh. <laughs>
7: And Brenda, <laughs> you are so right. Um, this this is the perfect uh, opportunity to make a pilgrimage to our cathedral during this Lenten season. Um, now, as most of you probably know, you know this is the cathedral of our archdiocese, so it's led by Archbishop Alexander Sample. Uh, but Monsignor Gerard O'Connor is the rector there, um, and so it's a parish, but at the same time, it's also our cathedral. So it's kind of operating as both. And I found this on their website, which I just really loved the language here. Um, It says the cathedral belongs to the 400,000 Catholics of the archdiocese and serves as a place of worship and celebration for those who come here. So, and then it says the next that it's also a parish church. So whatever your home parish is, the cathedral is your home as well. It's, it's our cathedral. And so um this this Lenten season is a great opportunity to um come and visit the cathedral. They have a lot going on, starting with tomorrow um Ash Wednesday, they have masses at seven thirty. Twelve fifteen and five thirty 30 p.m uh, they're going to have soup and stations all fridays during lent um, and so there's and you can also just stop by for for daily mass as well
2: and tomorrow is also the anniversary the 98th anniversary of the dedication that's of the right cathedral, yeah so. and that's
7: that's why we picked it for this yeah. week so tomorrow's a big day for wow. them uh obviously you know the big the big observance tomorrow is going to be on ash wednesday but you're right it is the 98th anniversary of the church or of the cathedral in 1926 it was also the date of the rededication in 1996 after a restoration and so it was actually very interesting to learn about Um, The history of the cathedral was at a different church before Um, it moved a couple different times and then it was uh, rebuilt and then restored and all these different things going on. So um, but it's pretty cool that that was both the date of the original dedication and then the rededication in 1996.
1: I was able once to attend a mass on the dedication day because Monsignor O'Connor had come on and talked about it. And they light the dedication candles all the way across the sides of the church. So I yes. will have to ask him and find out if that is going to be the case as well for their dedication feast day coming up. But it is a pre- it's Ash Wednesday. So uh, could they do both? Possibly. But I know somebody who has the answers. And of course, that would be the director of the office divine worship. He knows a thing or two about the faith. Well,
2: congratulations, our Parish of the Week, St. Mary Cathedral.
7: Yes, very exciting. And and like I said, they are a parish. They have lots of things going on just as a parish as well. You know, all the different sacraments. um, They do coffee and donuts or other different socials, Bible studies. They've got... Uh, beautiful cathedral choir um, mm-hmm. and, and their you know, their, uh, their organ is beautiful as well. And I think it's uh, very well known for its beautiful uh, sacred music and lots of things, lots of great things going on at St. Mary's Cathedral.
1: Whenever I go to the cathedral for mass or for different things, I always like to sit next to the St. Kateri uh, oh, stained glass yes. window. Oh, yeah. So if you look at the stained glass windows, of course, very beautiful. And there's a, St. Kateri take a with a kind of near and dear to my heart, and so yeah, so make a little mini pilgrimage if you can during this Lenten season. Of course, I know as we draw closer to Easter, there'll be many things going on, especially uh, times and availability for confession, and many times the bishop will be there, and so hopefully we'll be able to have some more time to talk throughout the week with uh, about the cathedral and the school, and of course yeah. Cathedral right. School. Yes. It's right in the heart of the city, and they've got a parking lot, so don't feel like like you can't go there because yeah. it's going to be difficult yeah uh, you it's can actually very
7: easy to park there <laughs> you it's very
1: easy to park right there at our cathedral sarah kenzie joining us today for a tech tuesday with an announcement of saint mary's uh, catholic church our cathedral as the parish of the week Woo-hoo. and of course tomorrow we're talking about Ash Wednesday, too. In the beginning of this Lenten season, perhaps maybe it begins with Mass at the Cathedral. I remind myself last year, I can't remember the date. I think it was later in February that it was Ash Wednesday. I went to the Cathedral for ashes at noontime <gasps> yes. and then when i came out it was snowing that was yeah, right. the really right? bad and storm and then by the at that afternoon it was like gridlocked on yep. the streets and freeways so um i was glad to have that blessing and then i you know headed home and was able to watch the snow from home <laughs> not going to be the case this year but our Lenten journey is beginning and here at mater day radio sarah you've been working getting so many things ready so that way well, people have an ability to make this lent but like none other. So tell our listeners a little bit about
7: how they're going to be able to use our website and our app to have a very holy Lent. Well, I'm excited that uh, once again, we're going to offer different Lenten resources and prayers. Um, It's really been great to see over the last few years how people have utilized uh, the app and our different features to really journey through this Lenten season. So uh, one of the things we're going to do uh, that will continue from the past is um, have Lenten prayers. And so you can actually go right now to the prayer section and you can choose which uh, prayers you'd like to be reminded of daily throughout Lent. So there's a lot of really uh, unique and individual prayers. You can sign up for uh, Stations of the Cross. You could you know pray those every day. You could pray them just on Fridays. Uh, so there's a lot of different options. If you go to the prayer section um, and then go to the prayer notifications form, you can fill that out and, and pick which Lenten prayers you'd like. Um, also, we'll be compiling a re- all of our resources. So that means all of our interviews from the morning blend that have to do with Lent, all of our different shows that have to do with Lent. We're going to put those in one easy place for you to find, which will be on the app and also on the website. And we also have a brand new series oh, from yeah. Ave Maria Press that we're just so grateful that we get to. Uh, share this with all of you Um, they're very generously allowing us to share this new multimedia series and so um, we've done this in the past but the videos are a little more interactive this time they have artwork from Valerie Delgado who many of you might know uh, from previous projects and and just her beautiful uh, Catholic artwork and the Video and audio series will be led by Father Augustino Torres, um, who he did the Advent series. So if any of you listen to that, he did a wonderful oh, job. he is amazing. He is great. He's with the CFRs. Um, and so we're just really excited that you can once again follow along with this directly in the app. And you can even sign up for week re- weekly reminders and we'll let you know when a new episode is available. We'll have that in both uh, video and audio. Audio form, the video especially, because you can see the beautiful artwork and it's available in English and Spanish. So, really encourage you to uh, follow along with that series and it's called Made for Heaven. So, I'm excited about that one. I
2: was checking it out this weekend. It looks amazing. That first video where he's out in the desert, Mm -hmm. wow. It's great. Wow. Yeah. And
7: he's out in the desert, but then there's also like artwork, like in the (laughs) desert. And it's, yeah, it's very cool.
1: Oh, I'm looking forward to this. And again, you'll be able to access it on the Hale Mary media app. Of course, I love the audio prayers. I use that every day when I want to pray the rosary. There's an audio prayer of the Stations of the Cross too. So if you wanted to kneel, light a candle, pray and meditation during this Lenten season, you can use the app to play that audio and you can just kind of meditate along with those beautiful stations. So many people do that dedication throughout the Fridays of Lent.
2: And we'll have the Stations of the Cross on the air at seven o'clock every Friday night with... Monsignor
15: Gerardo Con. That's right. <laughs> oh,
1: perfect. Well, again, all of these resources are available to you from Mater Dei Radio, and together we will have a prayerful and holy Lenten season. Sarah, thanks so much. the The app is just fabulous, and especially all the work you've done for this Lenten season. And well, to St. Mary's Cathedral, congratulations. We'll talk more about them. Thanks for joining us today. Thank, thank thanks, you, Sarah.
16: Please join me, Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, in praying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is Father Peter Julia, the Vocations Director for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. To learn more about discerning your vocation, please visit archdpdxvocations.org. That's archdpdxvocations.org.
11: Are you a young adult in your 20s and 30s? Are you looking to bring Christ into your everyday work? Hi, I'm Chris Dohanik, the president of the Portland Chapter of Young Catholic Professionals. Our mission is to challenge, train, and inspire young adults to work and witness for Christ. No matter your career field or level of experience, we invite you to join us at an upcoming event to meet other young adult Catholics, learn from seasoned professionals, and grow in your Catholic faith. For more information, visit ycpportland.org.
5: This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for The Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church.
1: Catch The Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.
0: The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and copy. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio.
2: 8.54 at Mocker Day Radio on the Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and Engineer Eric. Last check of weather, this fog should burn off around 10 in the morning. Otherwise, sunny this afternoon, high up to 50. Then the clouds roll in tonight. 60% chance of rain back in the forecast after 10 tonight. Low cooling off to 35. Right now, it's 36 here in the Rose City.
1: And closing out our show today, here is Crowder featuring Mandisa. Let it rain. We are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
2: Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. He's from my hometown. That's David Crowder from Waco, Texas. And let it rain. 859 at Mater Dei Radio. He's, he needs a
1: haircut. Uh, well, if he's going to visit Pope Francis, I'm sure that he will uh, at least get it a little bit under control for sure. It, he said let it rain, but doesn't look like there is any rain in our forecast here. Just fog and sunshine. Ooh, I'm
2: ready for that sunshine, but then rain tomorrow, Brenda. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Rain but, tomorrow. Uh, with, with, you can't have sunshine without a little rain, right?
1: That's for sure. <laughs> that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd is on this evening, so prepare to listen to that at 730. You can access it on the Hail Mary Media app.
2: Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Have a blessed day.